0: This is episode 140. We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siopi Kinikini. Hello, everyone. How are you? I hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining me today. Today, we are going to be talking about doing the deeper parenting work that needs to happen when you're working with your child, especially a very difficult child. During this podcast, I am going to introduce you to a family, Greg, Stephanie, and their son Preston. Issues that are happening, specifically with Preston acting out and having difficulty. Greg and Stephanie have been learning the skills that are on the Smarter Parenting website, and they have been implementing them over and over. After implementing, they called in for some additional nuanced ways to work with their child, and the goal in parenting has been to help them figure out how they can customize this with Preston because Preston is really acting out in their home. Preston has some difficulty in being able to control and regulate his own emotions. So during this podcast, we are going to be talking about the deeper parenting work that's involved. What a parent has to do in order to evaluate? How am I actually going about parenting my child? who has very difficult behaviors. So wherever you're joining me, we're going to be talking about Greg, Stephanie, their son Preston, their experience. We're going to be talking about the skills. We're going to focus in on decision-making because after we started focusing in on this deeper parenting work, and when I say deeper parenting work, what I mean is a parent's ability to look inward and to see in what way am I approaching these difficulties in what ways am I contributing to these difficulties and in what ways can I change? Um, so we're going to be talking about that wherever you are. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get at it and let's start talking about this. So during this podcast, I want us to talk about three specific things and what they are. Number one, whether or not you're a parent that focuses on control, or on connection, control or connection. Number two, the skills that we use in Smarter Parenting that are from the teaching family model, they're all focused on connection. And then number three, what is keeping you from connecting? Not what is keeping your child from controlling their emotions, but what is keeping your relationship from making those emotional connections? Now, let's talk about these three things during this podcast. Let me explain Greg, Stephanie, and Preston's situation. So, Greg and Stephanie have been longtime listeners to the podcast, and they have begun to implement and they've seen incremental changes in their son Preston's behavior over time. Now, Preston is a very difficult child. He tends to be rebellious. He will act out impulsively. He has a hard time with peers. He often repels peers because of his behavior. This makes it very difficult for him in school. In fact, what happens in school is the teacher also has picked up on some of these behaviors with the other children and feels it's appropriate to to separate him for a time so he can focus on schoolwork, but then bring him back into everything else that's happening. Now, this has all happened, you know, before the beginning of summer. But we were working on some of these things, and when Stephanie had called in, she said, "Hey, we've implemented the skills. Observe and describe has worked. That has been great. Following instructions has worked sometimes, but we're having some difficulty in these skills. So we're using these skills. We're we're working on it with him, and he's still struggling. Now, as we started to dig deeper into Preston's behavior." and also Greg and Stephanie, and the way that they were interacting with their child, I started to notice a pattern, and this is not uncommon for a lot of parents. In fact, parents tend to gravitate towards either control or connection, and parents tend to move towards control. So they're using the skills in order to control the child's behavior. They're looking at ways that they can make their child do what they want them to do Exactly the way they want them to do that. They are focused in on how can we control this child's behavior. So during our conversation, I flipped it and I said, Well, the teaching family model and the skills that we have were all created to create connection, not control. So what is it that's keeping you from connecting with Preston? What are the things that are keeping you from making? emotional connections with him and him connecting with you as you use these skills. Now, I need to really focus in here on this control and connection because it's so true that a lot of people are focused in on control. A lot of parents want to control their child's behavior. And we have to remember we're raising children. We're not raising robots to do exactly what we say when we want them. We want them to have an experience that is positive in their childhood. We want to be a part of their lives. We want to make connections with them. Now, we may think that we're doing connections when in fact the whole focus is on control. And frustration is what happens when you're focused in on control and you cannot connect. Because really, in essence, We all want to connect with our kids. We want to help them. We want to understand them. And we want them to understand us. This conversation changed the game. We started to go deeper into Preston's behavior, how they were implementing the skills, and also in what ways were they using it to control the behavior or in what ways they could use it to connect that mind shift, that change was all they needed in order to reframe the way they were interacting with Preston. So I started to talk to them on a, what I want to say is the second point of this podcast skills focus on connection. If you remember, I had explained the history of the teaching family model way back when. And in looking back at how it was structured, it was created by having two parents in a home with some very difficult children. If you're unfamiliar with the history, I'm going to just go through it really quick because I think it's important for you to understand where this model came from. In the 1960s, they started to notice some really difficult behaviors in children, and so they started to study children's behavior. Now, at the University of Kansas and also the Institute of Mental Health, they got together to study behavior in children, especially difficult behavioral interactions with children. And they wanted to see what works. What are the things that can make and help shape these behaviors to improve? What they found was during this study that they had some very difficult children that were court-ordered to be removed from the home, and they were placed in a group home with two group home parents. So it was a group of young men who were really struggling in their teens and a little bit younger, really, really struggling with their behavioral issues at home. They were placed in this home and they were evaluated. And during this study, what they found was there were specific ways to interact with these children that helped change their behavior, helped them improve their overall behavior in the home, and also to the point where they could return home to their parents. Now, that's where the teaching family model came into place. What they did was they looked at what were the interacting factors, what were the things that were working well with these children that had really strong behavioral issues, and in what were these group home parents doing in order to help change those behaviors? And then they were able to note those down, and they created skills, and that's what we have on Smarter Parenting. We have those skills that have been tested by agencies and professionals for years, and that's what they're using. So the skills themselves from the inception of their creation were focused on how do we connect with these children who have behavioral issues, who don't feel Like they're being connected to. How do we make and create connections with these children to help shape their behavior? It wasn't focused on how do we absolutely control them, you know, and manipulate them, but is how can we connect with them to help them see a better way? In what ways can we connect with them to guide them along this growth process to becoming healthy adults? So the skills themselves focus on connection they focus on how can you as a parent connect with your child so if you have been using the skills and i know there are a lot of parents out there that have you've started to implement some of these you've seen some success if you are feeling frustrated or you're feeling like hey wait a minute you know i'm using these skills and my my child is still struggling remember The skills are focused on connecting with your child, not on controlling your child. So you want to ask yourself this deeper parenting question. In what ways do I implement these skills to form connections with them? Let me give you an example. Okay, With Greg and Stephanie, they started using following instructions with some success. They noticed that Preston was able to follow some of their instructions some of the time. Now they stopped using the skill when Preston was able to do it once or twice. And then they realized that it was inconsistent because they stopped using it. They thought, well, we did it. He did it. Okay. He did what he was supposed to do. We're just going to leave it alone and move on to something else. Okay. So what that focused on was control because they were controlling his behavior in specific instances and then they left it alone. Whereas a connection point of view when you're using these skills would be okay we're going to focus in on this and when i give you an instruction i want you to say okay report back to me when you're finished and then everything is great those are the steps to the following instructions is you get your child's attention you tell them what to do they say okay they come back and report to you and then you praise them all right if you notice in the skill itself it actually has steps that try and help parents make connections. The idea of getting your child's attention, that is a moment of connection, okay? How can you be positive in that interaction? The third step, which is the child does it and comes back and reports, that's another opportunity to connect. Think about it. The child is doing the task, they come back, they say, okay, I'm finished taking out the garbage or I'm finished cleaning my room. That is a different opportunity for your child to connect with you. And in what ways do you connect with your child when you're praising, which is the final step? You want to be able to praise them. Why? Because we want to connect. It's not about you do what I say and then that's it. We're done. No. The idea is that in these skills, you're going to see opportunities to make connections. All the skills have these elements. There's always an element of praise in there when your child is doing well. Why does that exist? It exists so your child can make a connection, not only to the behavior, but to you as a parent. Very, very powerful when you think of it this way. Let's talk about the third point, which is what is keeping you from connecting? This is a deeper question when we're working with parenting because it requires a parent to look inward and to say to themselves, okay, in what ways do I help in this negative behavior and in what ways do I detract from this negative behavior? It requires some inward work. In what ways do I keep myself from connecting with my child? And there could be various reasons. You may feel betrayed by your child. You may feel ignored by your child. I've heard this so many times from many parents who say, I've given my child everything. I have given sacrificed so much so they didn't have to struggle the way that I did, right? Your child doesn't know what you've been through before. They don't know the sacrifice you've made. They have no guide they have no point of reference to understand any of that. And doing that deeper work, what is keeping you from connecting with your child, requires you to accept the fact that your child is in a different place than you think they are. I know it's hard when you think of it that way. But if you're carrying this baggage into your parenting with your child, it's unfair. It's unfair for your child. And it doesn't allow you to make the connections that you need to. You need to accept your child where they're at and then try and connect from there. Rather than carrying around this idea that I have done a lot for you, I've sacrificed so much for you, you don't understand what I've been through for you you're right, your child doesn't understand that. They have no point of reference for that because they're still immature. They have no life reference to the past. They have nothing to gauge. And so you have to find ways to connect with them. This is the deeper work with Greg and Stephanie that we had to do is let's talk about why the connections are so difficult. Why is it difficult to create connections And why does resentment abound in the relationship? It was a very interesting conversation as we started to list down different things that they were carrying into the parenting interaction that was difficult. So we ended up with an assignment and we focused on decision making. Okay, Decision making is a skill that I use with youth, I use with families, I use with parents. You can use this for anything. You can use this to determine rewards. You can use this to determine effective consequences. You can use this for any type of decision that you have to make. And what I wanted them to do for Greg and Stephanie is to make some decisions about their parenting. In what ways can they connect with their child? So the situation is Preston is acting impulsively. He has damaged the dishwasher. That was one of the issues in the home. He had damaged the dishwasher. There was water on the floor. Okay, that's the situation. And the way that decision-making works is we use this method called the SODAS method, where each of the letters of SODAS S-O-D-A-S, stands for something. So the first S is to define the situation. We were able to define that with Greg and Stephanie by talking about the dishwasher. He broke the dishwasher. There was water all over the floor. Okay. Dishwasher. That's the situation. Now, the options. What I had Greg and Stephanie do is list down what are your options as a parent to react or to address this issue? In what ways can they address this issue and list those in the options? And they're to come up with three specific options. So they listed down the options. Now, disadvantages, they had to then move on to the D. After you list your options, you want to list down as many disadvantages to each of those options as you can. So they were able to list down disadvantages to reacting, to engaging, and to connecting with their child. And then they moved on after they were finished with the disadvantages they were able to move down to the advantages. What are the advantages of moving through this approach? Okay, of reacting, connecting with their child, and they list all those. And then you stand back and you look. You look at the options, you look at the disadvantages, you look at the advantages, which of the disadvantages are ones that you're like, okay, that doesn't fit, doesn't work for me, these are terrible, and then you would... Eliminate the options on those disadvantages. You would look at the advantages, find out which advantages make the most sense based on what your focus is and what you want the outcome to be. Okay. So they chose a connection that was connecting with their child. And then you come up with the solution. So the solution was we need to find a way to connect with our child when he breaks something. We need to find a way to connect with him, and then teach him using the skills from the teaching family model, okay? And we can use the skills as a way to connect with the child. So, for example, I've mentioned this before in the podcast, they can first use the skill of observe and describe, remaining calm while they're doing so. That's an opportunity to connect, okay? Because in Observe and Describe, they're observing the situation, they're describing it, but they're describing it in a way that they are not emotionally tied or angry to what's happening. They're just simply stating the facts so the child can see, okay, my parents are dealing in reality. I need to be dealing in reality. gives them this groundwork from where they can start to build. Then they can talk about effective communication, which also has... Elements in the skill that help you connect. All of this requiring the parent to remain calm. Calm and work through each of these. Now when I tell you that this is the deeper parenting work that is required, I am telling you it is work. Anyone who tells you that parenting is simple or easy, they've never had a child, especially have never had a difficult child with difficult behavioral issues. But it's those children with difficult behavioral issues that need the connection the most. So if your child is having these issues, you absolutely need to be focused in on, am I focused on control or am I focused on connection? Because if you cannot focus on connection and it's all about control, you are going to be running the parental hamster wheel for quite a while. And that's painful. It's painful because you're just regurgitating over and over and over again a system that doesn't work for your child. Now, during this podcast, we have talked about some very specific things. My shout-out to Greg and Stephanie to Sam Preston as they're working through these things, implementing these skills, and the mind shift required for them to focus on connection During this podcast, we've talked about whether or not a parent is focused on control or on connection and the importance that it is for a parent to connect with their child, find ways to connect. We've also talked about the skills themselves being focused on creating connections and that the steps in the skills give parents opportunities to connect, take advantage of those. And the last thing we talked about is doing that inner work of asking yourself the question, what is keeping me from connecting with my child? What is keeping me from connecting with my child? That's the deeper work. Why is it so difficult for me to connect with this child? And in what ways can I connect with this child? And then focusing in on connection. Now I'm going to give you an assignment. I want you to do a sodas. You can find this skill on the Smarter Parenting website. There is a video there. It's roughly around five, six minutes long. It walks through the steps of sodas. Okay, so use that skill to evaluate how you should be engaging with your child. And one of the options should be connection. In what ways can I connect with my child? It's all about connection. If we think about being able to connect with children, that's where they start to make changes. Children will change because they feel connected. Adults, when they feel connected, also change. This is a human element of our development. We tend to grow when there is connection, not control. And the more we try and control, the more we push back it's just part of life so this week focus in on in what ways am i connecting with my child it'll make all the difference so that's it for me I want to give a shout out to the utah youth village thank you utah youth village for supporting us alpine academy is a division of utah youth village that helps fund smarter parenting and also allows a discount for coaching for parents if you notice the The rate for coaching is very low, and the reason for that is to make it accessible to all types of families in all financial situations. So, huge shout out to them for sponsoring us and supporting us. That's it for me for this week, and I will see you again next week. All right, bye.